Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. The following is a production of the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. The Motor Racing Network presents NASCAR Live. Denny Hamlin will have one more shot because there's only one more lap in this event. Here they come to the line. One car length separating Kyle Larson and Denny Hamlin. They're back in one. Larson goes to the top of the racetrack. Hamlin is right there. He looks to the inside. Larson gets a piece of the fence. Here comes Denny Hamlin. They're side by side. Larson presses the wall again. Well, Hamlin gets into Larson. Larson's in the fence. Hamlin will make the move. Larson will regroup. Denny Hamlin takes the lead on the back straightaway and pulls away from Larson. Off turn number four, checkered flag in the air. Denny Hamlin will win the Advent Health 400 at Kansas Speedway with a battered race car after the wall. Kyle Larson will finish second. Yeah, it's a it's a new NASCAR. It's what everyone cheers about when when someone else does it. So, um, well, but I was trying to just side draft him there and I miscalculated. But it was great for us to get back in uh, position to get close to him there and get him loose through three and through one and two. NASCAR Live is brought to you by Toyota. For the latest Toyota racing information, visit toyotaracing.com. From the MRN Studios in Concord, North Carolina, here is your host, Mike Bagley. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another edition of NASCAR Live here on the Motor Racing Network. Mike Bagley and the entire MRN crew here with you as we are hammered down into throwback weekend in Darlington Raceway. But before we get to the PD region of South Carolina, got lots coming your way on this NASCAR Live, including a flashback to this past weekend and the Advent Health 400 at Kansas Speedway. We'll take you back to that race weekend with a NASCAR Live Backtracks. Racing legend Mario Andretti will join the show today. Lots of fun with Mario. We'll clue you in and let you hear from that racing legend. We'll also get the inside scoop of some of the throwback paint schemes that we'll be describing this weekend. We'll also continue our countdown of NASCAR's 75 greatest drivers and we'll preview all the racing action ahead of us at the track Too Tough to Tame. But first, Kyle Ricky is here with a check of the latest NASCAR headlines. Kyle? Mike Ryan Newman will be back behind the steering wheel of a cup car once again. In the absence of Cody Ware, Newman will race for Rick Ware Racing, piloting the number 51 in select events this season. He'll make his debut for the team this weekend at the Darlington Raceway. The other events he'll be competing in have yet to be announced. This weekend's Buckle Up South Carolina 200 for the NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series will have a stacked lineup. One of the most recent additions is Corey LaJoy, who will drive the number seven truck for Spire Motorsports in the absence of Alex Bowman. Bowman was originally slated to run the event before he injured his back. Another recent addition to this weekend's Truck Series action is Bubba Wallace. This is the first of two events the Cup Series veteran will pilot the number one truck for Tricon Garage. Wallace will also compete for the organization next weekend at North Wilkesboro. Other NASCAR Cup drivers that are entered in Friday's 200-mile event include William Byron and Ross Chastain. Mike. Coming up. We go back to Kansas Speedway for an NASCAR Live Backtracks. And later, Mario Andretti will join us. Crash in your hand after stopping, yeah! Now the chair creaks down, even 
Outdoor care to home and auto repair. Do it with Craftsman. Find the tools, equipment, and storage you need at your local Lowe's, Ace Hardware, or Craftsman.com. This is NASCAR Live. Now, back to Mike Bagley. Welcome back to NASCAR Live. Sunday, the NASCAR Cup Series raced in America's heartland at Kansas Speedway where last lap drama ensued and tempers flared afterwards. Let's relive all the twists and turns from Sunday's Advent Health 400 with another edition of an NASCAR Live Backtracks. It is race number 12 of 2023, the Advent Health 400. The Kansas Speedway, the crowd on their feet, and the green flag is in the air on the front row. A couple of Hendrick Chevrolets. Willie B. William Byron on the inside to his outside. That's Kyle Larson. William Byron, he's being chased by Ross Chastain. Chastain riding in the number two position, but he's under the gun right now. Here comes Kyle Larson, uncharacteristically diving to the bottom of the racetrack. Oh, the leader's sideways off two. William Byron. And may have clipped the fence coming off the corner. He'll chase it all the way to the apron. He'll lose the lead. He'll lose second. He'll lose third. William Byron, no damage, will fall back to fourth. Reddick will slide through for second. Reddick's got his eyes on the lead, but he's got to get to Kyle Larson to do it. And he's right there. He's going to try to stay on the bottom, and they may have made contact. Kyle Larson goes around. He'll keep the car pointed in the right direction, stands on the brakes, keeps it below the white line, and the caution flag flies. Kyle Larson racing hard for the lead with Tyler Reddick. Close quarters racing there, Jeff. Not sure how that one played out. Wow. Off of turn number four, the leader spins. That's Kyle Larson. No damage to the car, at least not visibly. Trouble in turn number two. William Byron got loose coming midway between turns one and two. Side slap the outside wall. Bounced off it a couple of times. He maintains his momentum. Is back up to speed, but a pretty good lick into the safer barrier for Willie B. So here they come off of turn number four. Green and white checkered flag is in the air, and Denny Hamlin for the fourth time this season is going to pick up a stage win. Denny Hamlin across the line. Green and white checkered flag is in the air. Martin Trex Jr. will come across and pick up second in the stage. Oh, it's going to be won by Kyle Larson. Larson gets out first. Looks like uh, Martin Truex Jr., Denny Hamlin, Ross Chastain, and Bubba Wallace go out. We got Ty Gibbs stopped right down here at the end of Pit Road. Apparently a loose wheel on that car is what we're looking at. Here comes a hard-charging Bubba Wallace to his inside. He's going to take a peek this time to the inside of Larson off turn four. Larson has no fight in the car topside. Bubba Wallace will fly by to the outside and take the top spot away. Let's see what if Larson can mount a counterattack here. He's going to go all the way to the safer barrier. Now dials up the middle group. Trying to make a, a low move off turn two. While at the same time trying to keep Denny Hamlin in the rearview mirror. Hamlin slips. Look out on the back straightaway. One car spinning to the inside of the racetrack. It's Christopher Bell. He'll make hard contact into the safer barrier. The Sirius XM Toyota breaking loose. Spinning to the inside. Seabell going for a wild ride halfway down the back straightaway. Logano on the inside. McDowell on the outside. Teammates Noah Gregson, Eric Jones. You've got A.J. Albendinger there as well. Didn't take long. They fan out four wide further back. Martin Truex Jr., the first to bust a move to the four wide line. Front of the pack, it's going to be Joey Logano, Michael McDowell.
Oh, wheel to wheel. Couple of Ford Mustangs side by side there. They're three and four wide around on the back straightaways. Kyle Bush. Kyle will spin to the bottom of the back straightaway. Hard impact into the safer barrier. Contact with Kyle Bush. Saw him spin to the inside and make contact with the inside wall. Solo car incident on the back straightaway. Dave, pick a battle. There's plenty to choose from. I'm going to go back around the seventh spot. We're at three wide right now. Ty Gibbs down low. Bounces off Martin Truex Jr. Gibbs loops it. Sideways off two. Heading for the inside wall. Locks her down. Mike Bagley, can he keep it out of the fence? It's looking like he can, but at the last moment, he'll snuggle up right against that safer barrier. Ty Gibbs, a victim of hard racing, spinning, breaking loose, and sliding to the inside of the back straightaway. Three wide now for the lead. Denny Hamlin trying to squeeze the nose underneath. Elliott will give him room. He slides up. Larson is already there. They nearly touch out of two. Now Denny will tuck in line in third. Put Larson back to the lead by half a car length. This seesaw battle for the point comes off the end of the back straightaway. Elliott now. Hard charge into three. will slide across the nose of Larson. Crowd on their feet here at the Kansas Speedway. You can tell who's out front. It is Chase Elliott as he comes across the line leading on lap 187 over his teammate Kyle Larson. Then Denny Hamlin. Just back straightaway. One car up and into the outside retaining wall. A long, smoky slide down the backstretch for Noah Gregson. Caution. Tenth time today, Noah Gregson. The pole winner that led the field of the green flag before going two down is back out front at Kansas. William Byron out front over his teammate. Now the side-by-side battle is for the number four spot. Around the outside and Corey LeBoy comes Martin Truex Jr. Battle for the lead. Here comes Larson. Larson's caught him and now will pull to the inside. William Byron, that Liberty University Chevrolet under attack from that HendrickCars.com Chevrolet. No contest. Kyle Larson with a power move to the inside to reclaim the point. And he'll slide up the racetrack, nearly collect the fence. Here comes William Byron. Crosses over and goes to the bottom. Byron, Larson swapping the lead every lap at Kansas. Back and forth they go for the number one spot. Arguably the best race of 2023 has been right here this afternoon. Denny Hamlin will have one more shot because there's only one more lap in this event. Here they come to the line. One car length separating Kyle Larson and Denny Hamlin. They're back in one. Larson goes to the top of the racetrack. Hamlin is right there. He looks to the inside. Larson gets a piece of the fence. Here comes Denny Hamlin. They're side by side. Larson presses the wall again. Well, Hamlin gets into Larson. Larson's in the fence. Hamlin will make the move. Larson will regroup. Denny Hamlin takes the lead on the back straightaway and pulls away from Larson. Off turn number four. Checkered flag in the air. Denny Hamlin will win the Advent Health 400 at Kansas Speedway with a battered race car after the wall. Kyle Larson will finish second. Ross, you finish up in the fifth spot today and take us in the driver's seat. This looked like it was a a fun race, I'm sure, probably from your side of things. I'm sure it was fun for the fans, but also aggressive in some parts of it, too. Hang on one second. All right. Hang on one second. No, yeah, Noah Gregson has made his way over here. They're going to have a few words and discussion here. They made contact with each other back early on in the race. They put Noah Gregson to the outside wall, eventually cutting down. And oh, damn, we got.
Right, there, there is a fight going on on the pit lane between Noah Gregson and Ross Chastain right now. Fists are being thrown. You know, nobody confronts a guy, and, and I went down there and, and, you know, grabbed him and, you know, showed my displeasure. So uh, I'm, I'm sick and tired of it. Uh, it just... The guy just runs into everyone. You know, everyone's just sick and tired of him, but nobody has the balls to go up and, and get him. So um, I, I'm, I'm tired of it, and um, we're not the fastest this year. Uh, he's probably going to be lapping us quite a bit this year. Uh, once or twice a race, it seems like that's what the trend has been so far this year. So, um, yeah. We got two opportunities every single race. Kyle Larson uh, sits down here outside of his race car. All right, take us through the, in the driver's seat. Salt coming up the rear view. What's your take? Yeah, I haven't seen a replay yet, but uh, I was really loose, and he was able to finally get to my inside there off a of two, and it seemed like he was just side drafting me. He was I mean, aggressively, you know, he was. We were touching there on the back stretch, and I don't know if it just finally got me turned sideways, but it turned me into the outside wall, and um, he went on to win. Denny, good to have you back in victory lane. It's been a while, but. Uh question is the last lap the racing with kyle larson walk us through it yeah it's a it's a new nascar it's what everyone cheers about when when someone else does it so um no but i was trying to just side draft him there and i miscalculated but it was great for us to get back in uh position to get close to him there and get him loose through three and through one and two but i uh, gotta thank fedex toyota uh trd coca-cola sport clips uh interstate batteries the jordan brand logitech and shady rays just um Man, just had such a fast car, just never could get long enough run for it to materialize, and uh, finally we had just enough time. Coming up, Mario Andretti will join us, and later we'll go into detail of some of the throwback paint schemes that we'll be describing for you this weekend at Darlington. The NASCAR season is here, and Toyota Racing is looking for clashers. Did you clash at the Coliseum with your favorite Toyota drivers? Clashing with the HOA who won't let you carve bell number 20 into your lawn. Or maybe your Tyler Reddick shirt clashed with your pants while meeting the in-laws. If you're a clasher, then we want you. Be part of the action at toyota.com slash racing. Toyota, let's go places. NASCAR is a registered trademark of National Association for Stock Car Auto Racing Inc. This is NASCAR Live. Now, back to Mike Bagley. Welcome back to NASCAR Live. This weekend, Rev Racing's Nick Sanchez will honor racing legend Mario Andretti with a throwback paint scheme from his 1967 Daytona 500 victory. I had a chance to catch up with Mario ahead of this weekend's festivities at the track too tough to tame. What are you up to these days? What occupies the time of one Mario Andretti? Oh, where do we start? <laughs> no, I, I have a lot of things on my plate and, um, you know, I do things that I enjoy. And of course, you know, I follow all the races, you know, that's still my life. That's still my rodeo. And um, and there's plenty there to be interested in. So, uh, yeah, things are good. We obviously have a lot of business going on in the NASCAR world, but we are in the month of May. And the month of May means a lot of different things to a lot of different folks. You've spent a lot of time in Indianapolis, obviously, in the month of May during your racing career. What is the month of May like for you with all that's going on in the world of motorsports? Well, here, basically, you know, I'll be in Darlington, obviously, uh, you know, just uh, enjoying, um, you know, the, the, the truck race because uh, you might ask me what's going on there. <laughs> Obviously, um, and of course, uh, I'll be at Indy, you know, throughout uh, the time there's activity there. I go right from there to Indy and 
spend the rest of the time there. Uh, as you could imagine, of course, uh, you know, Michael's got a lot of horses in this race and uh, one in particular is my grandson. So uh, I'll be alongside of him and just uh, nagging at him and all that. <laughs> all right. Well, let's get to it then. You cut right to it. We'll get back to Indy in a moment, but you just teased it. Obviously, the NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series race Friday night has a little uh, added significance as far as you are concerned. Nick Sanchez and Rev Racing are throwing back to your 1967 Daytona 500 winning paint scheme, that that powder blue, gold, and red paint scheme. What was your thought when you heard that Nick and Rev Racing were going to use your paint scheme in this race this weekend? Well, the best way I can say it, I uh, was totally flattered, obviously. You know, it's uh, to bring back such a wonderful memories and meaningful memories for me of my career. And, um, and of course, you know, just being considered, you know, in the NASCAR world like that, it's, uh, you know, it's really a great pleasure. And then, and like I said, I'm just totally flattered about it. And I, I can hardly wait to get there. I, I had a chance to chat with uh, Nick and um, I've been watching, you know, actually I was really impressed uh, at uh, his performance, at, especially at Dallas. Uh, uh, just early on the season, you know, he had a little issue at the end there, but I mean, he showed uh, that he can uh, definitely uh, handle the situation. He belongs there and then he looks to me like he's got a great career. So uh, I'll be watching very closely. And of course, uh, uh, you know, he's uh, sponsored by Gamebridge, who's uh, very, very much, you know, part of uh, my son Michael's team uh, in IndyCars and, and the rest of it. So everything comes together and uh, I'm just very anxious to get there and then uh, just be part of it and cheer cheer old Nick on. You've had a chance to see a lot of talent come down the pipeline. IndyCar, NASCAR, NHRA, doesn't matter what it is. What do you look for in a young driver? What are some traits, some characteristics that indicate to you that that young man or woman has what it takes to be a race car driver or they're getting what it takes to be a race car driver? Mike, it's that moment of brilliance. You know, somewhere along the line, <clears throat> this young talent has to show something very special. And that's it. I mean, and I think if, if it's in there, it can be cultivated because you can't teach those things. And I've seen that, like I said, that quite honestly, uh, I just saw that in this particular race in Nick Sanchez. Uh, and, um, you know, uh, you look at it, you look at moments, uh, young Ty Gibbs, for instance. Uh, you look at some uh, youngsters, uh, remember like in IndyCar, Colton Herta, you know, when he won his first race, not on strategy, not on fuel mileage, pure speed, not making a mistake and, uh, and you know, just getting the job done. And you know, if it's in him that one time, that's something to cultivate on. And to me, that's how I assess it my own way. And I'm always right. <laughs> yeah, of course. I agree with that 100%. Here, here's the interesting thing. This is what's different in, in this time and place with these drivers than it was you. You didn't have Twitter. You didn't have Facebook. You didn't have, for the most part, a live television audience tuning into you where these young men and women have that and they're growing up, I think, under the smallest of microscopes. Would you agree with that? That, you know, these young race car drivers, they can't make mistakes like maybe you did back in the day or others did back in the day because now the world is watching. How important is making the right decision, doing and saying the right things in this day and age of motorsports? Now, wait a minute, Mike. How much are you aging me? <laughs> <laughs> <The> TV. 
You must have had Twitter version one back in those days. <laughs> you know, actually, when I started, they um, uh, finally electricity was discovered. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're right about uh, the fact that, uh, you, you, you know, today you're under so much more scrutiny because of the fact that, yes, I mean, there's so much that you can watch and see. That There's nothing wrong with that. The same people always say, you know, even from uh, the standpoint of drivers, I always say, I think yesterday's champions will be champions today and vice versa. The human aspect of it, you know, will be valuable regardless. So just how many, what tools do you have to work with? It's about maximizing a situation. And the right people will always do that. So you maximize the situation in the context of what is available. Chatting with 1967 Daytona 500 champion, Mario Andretti, want to pick your brain on a couple of other things. First of all, when you were in NASCAR, and you've obviously stayed around, you'll be in Darlington this weekend. Do you have a memory or two of folks you interacted with, moments on the racetrack that still, after all this time, stick out to you and that you remember and cherish? Yes, of course. I mean, let's go back to uh, actually when I wanted, you know, Daytona, the, the people that, that were around me, like, uh, you know, Macrucci, Jake Elder, you know, Suitcase Jake. I mean, he was so good for me. You know why? Because he really, he was good enough to really understand, you know, what I was pretty much uh, bringing on as far as uh, what my reaction, what I was saying. And again, and he believed me, you know, and uh, I didn't have a lot to contribute as far as knowledge, that's for sure. I could tell him what the car was doing, but I didn't know just what actually we should be doing because I didn't have any experience in that type of car. But, uh, and I go back as how valuable that was for me. Of all people, Donnie Allison, you know, just talking basically um, uh, at random, you know, nobody else was giving me any information, but I said to Donnie, I said, uh, what revs do you think I should be pulling? I said that, uh, you know, I got a 370 gear, and he says, you should be pulling at least 7,200. So, well, you know what, I'm 400 revs short. So on a, on a single car qualifying, um, I qualify with a low spoiler, and, and then I was told that you didn't even, but the Ford engineer says, you know what, you're gonna be, a, you're gonna have a problem in the race because you had to race with what you qualified. And I figured, well, I'll, I'll deal with it. And, uh, and sure enough, you know, I did have some issue in the way the car was really loose aerodynamically, but it had a good a mechanical balance. So I had a good feel for it. So what did I have to do? I had to figure it out. I said, how do I do it? How do I live through this race without being spun out? So I figured out that I had to ride as high as I could on the banking, not to have anyone as possible overtake me on the outside. If you're gonna overtake me, stay under. And whenever, you know, a car is falling underneath, it just basically keeps your back end down. And, uh, and sort of, you know, I did what I felt I had to do at the time, you know, based on what the car was doing. And, uh, uh, you know, uh, and it worked, you know, it worked for me. So again, you know, it's interesting. I talked to Daryl Walter sometime and uh, he said, you know, you won the race because nobody wanted to get close to you because you, you know, we looked at you and lose your worry. We thought you were gonna wreck. <laughs> You know, but I said, whatever it was, it worked. I said, because I led 118 out of 200 laps, you know, so it wasn't just luck, you know, it was a great race for me and, and certainly one that um, I, I remember very, very, very well. 
You know, this just dawned on me. You know, you're you're still a young man. Do you have one left in you? You want to come run one more NASCAR race? I mean, you're ageless, Mario. You're like the Dick Clark of motorsports. Come on. I know you got at least one left. Well, I don't know. Uh, just get somebody to ask me. You know, who knows? Oh, well, we can make that happen now. Don't tease us like that because I, I'm sure. I, I told you I never retire from anything. I just sort of moved on, but I officially I never retire from anything. Coming up, we'll detail more throwback paint schemes that will be seen this weekend at Darlington. And later, we continue our countdown of NASCAR's top 75 drivers. Kyle Larson brings his Chevy four tires to Noco Racing Fuel. From fueling NASCAR champions on the track for over 20 years to innovating 94 octane, the highest octane on the market. Performance is what Sunoco does. All Sunoco fuel at the pump meets the same top tier standards as the fuel used in NASCAR. Money's not here for Ryan Blaney. Four tires with Sunoco fuel. From the track to your tank, you can trust Sunoco to help your vehicle perform at its peak. This is NASCAR Live. Now, back to Mike Bagley. Welcome back to NASCAR Live. Throwback Weekend is back again at Darlington. Once again, drivers across all three series will honor NASCAR's past with historic paint schemes. Let's go inside the meaning and moments behind some of those paint schemes. Our Tim Cattlefemo is here to help. NASCAR's annual throwback weekend is back at Darlington Raceway, which means several drivers from across all three premier series will be donning paint schemes to honor the legends of NASCAR's past. It's a fitting time to do so, as NASCAR's 75 greatest drivers will be honored for their career achievements this weekend. Elliott halfway down the back straightaway, half a lap from victory lane now as the fans wave and cheer. He enters turn number three, running about 10, 15 car lengths behind Terry Labonte, the lap car. Elliott works his way cleanly off of turn number four. It's been 52 races since November of 1992. It's been a long dry spell, but Bill Elliott is back in a NASCAR Winston Cup victory lane. Chase Elliott will be looking to join his father, Bill, among the list of winners at Darlington Raceway, as he'll be driving his father's Everham Motorsports throwback scheme. Chase isn't the only driver honoring his old man, however, this weekend in Darlington. Harrison Burton will party like it's 1999 in the same scheme his dad, Jeff, drove when he swept both the spring and fall races at the Lady in Black. Off the corner, turn four, the window net is down. Jeff Burton is waving his hand out the window at the crowd. And the checkered and yellow flags wave at the same time. Burton scores the 50th running of the Pepsi Southern 500. Ryan Blaney and Ryan Priest will both pay respects to their fathers this weekend as well by highlighting their racing backgrounds outside of the NASCAR Cup Series. Blaney will sport the Buckeye bullet paint scheme from his dad's racing days in sprint cars, while Priest will be in a throwback scheme mimicking his dad's 1998 late model race car. Looking good for the final time as he climbs the banking of turn number one right up against the outside retaining wall not pushing at this stage of the race he's got a second and a half, maybe two seconds back to Jeff Burton in second. Looking at the third million dollar bonus of his career, Jeff Gordon off the end of the backstretch for the final time this afternoon rides up through the banking of turns three and four. Fans on their feet Jeff Gordon got around, Jeff Burton with 26 laps to go, he comes off turn four to the checkered flag Jeff Gordon wins, the Pepsi 
Pepsi Southern 500 and the Winston Noble $5 million bonus. 25 years ago, Jeff Gordon drove a paint scheme to celebrate NASCAR's 50th anniversary. 25 years later, it'll be William Byron in the same paint scheme to celebrate Gordon and NASCAR's Diamond 75th anniversary. Here he comes for the final time at the Boeing backstretch. Austin Dillon is closing. It's down to four, now to three car lengths. Does he have enough time? Here he comes around the outside. One more shot for Dillon. Boy, Harvick appears to be somewhat off the pace, and Austin Dillon is there. Here they come, racing back to the checkered flag, and Kevin Harvick is going to get there first. Kevin Harvick, in his final full year as a Cup Series driver, will throw it back to his rookie season in a paint scheme modeled after what Kevin was scheduled to run in his Cup Series debut 22 years ago. Harvick was originally slotted to debut at Richard Shoulders Racing in the number 30 AOL Chevy in 2001, but was quickly put in the number 29 car following the death of Dale Earnhardt. Both Kyle Larson and Chase Briscoe will be in Tony Store throwback paint schemes this weekend. Larson's scheme is a tribute to the number 80 HendrickCars.com Chevy Tony drove to a NASCAR Xfinity Series win for Hendrick Motorsports back in 2009. Final time up the back straightaway. Can Kyle Busch do anything with race leader Tony Stewart? Stewart all the way to the bottom of the racetrack. Here's Kyle practically pushing up the super stretch. They are locked together. Stewart is in the lead. Loose and Bush is all over it. He's going to take them all the way to the Fence Stewart climbing the banking. Kyle Bush diving down to the inside, but here comes Tony trying to throw the block. He does as they exit off four. Former teammates doing battle as they come down to the line, but Tony Stewart looks like it's going to hold off the challenge at the start finish line. Tony Stewart scores his first win for Hendrick Motorsports. For Briscoe, his ode to Stewart will be in a midget scheme from Stewart's 2000 Turkey Night Grand Prix win. It can't be a throwback weekend at Darlington Raceway, particularly when NASCAR's greatest are being celebrated without a tribute to the king, Richard Petty. Petty went to victory lane at Darlington three times racing in the NASCAR Cup Series, the last of which occurred in the 1967 Southern 500. As a result, Eric Jones will be in his boss's paint scheme from the year following that final win, turning the clock back to 1968. It's always fun to see NASCAR's top drivers pay tribute to those who came before them and paved the way. This throwback weekend should be no different, as we're in for quite the reunion and celebration at Darlington Raceway. Thank you, Tim. Coming up, we recognize the latest to be named to the list of NASCAR's 75 greatest drivers. And later, we preview the racing action ahead this weekend at Darlington. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. This is NASCAR Live. Now, back to Mike Bagley. We continue on this week's NASCAR Live. This weekend, NASCAR will celebrate its list of the sport's 75 greatest drivers. Dozens of the sport's all-time greats will be in attendance at the track to welcome the latest additions. For weeks, we've been highlighting the careers of the recent additions, and we'll do so again as we near the conclusion of this Top 75 countdown. Our Jason Toy is here once again. As NASCAR continues to celebrate its diamond anniversary, the organization has again announced the newest members of NASCAR's 75 Greatest Drivers list. Six more competitors have been honored with this distinction. So let's meet this round of the contingent. Here comes Kevin Harvick. He draws even with Mark Martin side by side for the race lead and for the win. Martin down low. Kevin 
Bush spins, Matt Kenseth spins, but here comes the race to the Daytona 500 victory at the stripe. Kevin Harvick gets it by inches, comes out of nowhere, and Kevin Harvick is the 2007 Daytona 500 winner. That's what it sounded like in 2007 when Kevin Harvick won the Daytona 500. One of many impressive feats for the future Hall of Famer. After being called up to the Premier Series after the death of Dale Earnhardt, Harvick has assembled a career of sustained excellence with 60 Cup Series wins, the 2014 Cup Championship, and two Xfinity Series titles as well. Harvick aims to add to that resume in his final full-time season before heading to the booth to join Fox in 2024. It's no shock that our next driver was added to the list as he's our defending Cup Series champion. Joey Logano will set his sights on a championship as he heads to one. He started on the pole, dominated the opening stage, dominated the second stage. He has not been the dominant car in the third, but he's there when it matters. Joey Logano to the back straightaway. Here he comes, final time off the end of the back straightaway. Joey Logano is about to become a NASCAR Cup Series champion. For the second time in his career, up off turn number four, checkered flag in the air. Joey Logano wins the NASCAR Cup Series season finale race, and Joey Logano is the 2022 NASCAR Cup Series champion. Joey Logano continues to show why he's a future Hall of Famer as now a two-time Cup Series champion. His latest victory coming at Atlanta earlier this year, the 32-year-old has won the Great American Race, was Rookie of the Year in 2009, and has earned the highest praise from his peers and mentors, including the man he grew up idolizing and Mario Andretti. The motorsports legend has high praise for the 32-year-old Logano. Well, I'll sum it up. He deserves it. I think he really does. I mean, you're twice national champion, you know, and uh, to be a winner, consistent winner, and one, you know, Daytona 500, you know, he's right up there with the best. And yes, absolutely, he belongs there. And uh, uh, I wish I had the opportunity to just to break the news to him myself. It just some, somehow it didn't work out because of some of my commitments, uh, you know, but uh, nevertheless, uh, but it's, it's a great thing, you know, the NASCAR is doing that. It, uh, these talents just deserve to be recognized like that. I think it's a beautiful thing. Logano currently has 32 wins in his cup career, which is in the top third all time. Our next competitor set the tone for what is now known as the Xfinity Series in the early 80s. Final time down this quarter mile backstretch at 160 miles per hour, diving low into turn number three. Now climbing up to the middle part of the groove. Ard on his way to the win. Sam Ard opening up a lead in the Bush Late Model Sportsman Series, takes the checkered flag from Harold Kinder and wins the Comfort Coach 200. A standout on the former Late Model Sportsman circuit, Sam Ard continued his tradition of winning once the tour was elevated to a NASCAR National Series in 1982. Ard scored 22 wins in three years of Xfinity competition, rolling to consecutive championships in 1983 and 1984. After a head injury at the close of the 1984 season into his driving career, Ard remained in the sport as a team owner. Jeff Burton, who is also a member of this list, earned his first win in an Ard motorsports car. Few drivers have dominated the grassroots level like Larry Phillips, a short track terror in the bull rings of the Midwest. The Missouri native 
executive won a record five national championships in what is now known as the NASCAR Advanced Auto Parts Weekly Series. Full records documenting his success are incomplete, but Phillips won a remarkable 220 of his 289 NASCAR-sanctioned starts from 1989 to 1996, a winning clip of 76.1% that included 13 track championships in three different states. And of course, we wrap up by reliving one of the most iconic moments the Bush brothers have delivered over the years. His first win came here. His 61st win will come here at the Auto Club Speedway for Kyle Busch. New driver, new organization combination, and it turns out to be a winning combination as Kyle Busch has scored the win in the Paula Casino 400. Let the celebration begin, Jason Toy. He just cued the radio and said, boys and girls, this is the first of many that we're going to have here for this team. Known by his nickname Rowdy, the younger of the Bush brothers has amassed more than 200 NASCAR National Series victories and counting in his career. Kyle Busch has registered 62 Cup Series wins with two championships and ranks atop the record books as the all-time wins leader in both the Xfinity Series and Craftsman Truck Series. He has also won in each of his 19 full-time Cup Series seasons. His brother Kurt? Well, he's no slouch either. White flag. He has one final lap. They head for turn one. For the final time, here comes Johnny Benson. His final shot for victory. Kurt Busch's car kicks wide in the corner. Benson looks low. Can't quite make the move. His back end breaks loose. Off the end of the backstretch. One car separates the top two. Johnny Benson has tried everything possible, but it looks like he will come up a little bit short. Kurt Busch is going to win the Old Dominion 500. His second career NASCAR Winston Cup victory, and it comes like the first one did on a short track. The first champion of the Premier Series playoff era, the elder Bush established a long career with wins in 19 of his 22 seasons as a cup regular. Among those 34 victories were a Daytona 500 triumph and a Coca-Cola 600 win. The veteran still remains active in the garage as he helps mentor 2311's young crop of talent in Bubba Wallace and Tyler Reddick. Being a teammate with Kurt for the last two seasons now, seeing how much he's meant to the sport and, and talking with his peers and former competitors uh, and just how much he brings to the table is uh, is spot on. And um, Kurt's he's a lot of fun to be around, but he's, uh, what's his title? Uh, CFD? Yeah. Coordinator of the fun department. Yeah. Yeah. Coordinator of the fun department. I was going to say captain of the fun department. Oh, it's captain. You're right. Yeah. I told you he was far out there. But yeah, I think, you know, having Kurt and being able to have those conversations with him, he he brings a lot of of knowledge, things and different vantage points that we wouldn't necessarily think about. No, it's really cool that that Kurt's part of that list. I felt like he should have been without a doubt. The precedent has been set and the resumes of these individuals continues to raise the bar each week as the members are announced. 23 drivers have been added to this prestigious club and only two spots remain on NASCAR's list of the 75 greatest drivers of all time. Thank you, Jason. Coming up, we look ahead to the racing action that'll take place during Throwback Weekend at Darlington. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. This is NASCAR Live. Now, back to Mike Bagley. Welcome back to NASCAR Live. While there'll be plenty of attention paid to honoring NASCAR's past, 
The racing at Darlington will still be front and center. Let's hear what several of the drivers have to say as they prepare for the track too tough to tame. After a barn burner of a race at the Kansas Speedway, the NASCAR Cup Series schedule is a third of the way done. Now the series heads back east to start a three-race stretch in the Carolinas. The stretch begins with the Goodyear 400 at Darlington Raceway. One thing that Kansas Speedway has in common with Darlington is the drivers who excel there. Kansas winner Denny Hamlin has four wins at the Lady in Black and explains one of his secrets of being good there. You know, I think it is moving your car around the racetrack and manipulating the way the car handles based off of where you're driving on the track. That That is one of the very few tracks where I can make my car tighter or looser based off of what line I choose to run there. So I think that's just being able to be an influence on your performance. Another characteristic that is shared between Kansas and Darlington is the dominant line. The top groove is typically the fastest way around the racetrack. Hamlin says just how close you can get to the wall at Darlington is what separates the good from the great. We're, we're going to search for cooler pavement, wherever that pavement might be. Sometimes it might be in the middle, but you're still always going to find who can push it a little bit further. I mean, everyone runs the wall at Homestead Speedway, but there's a couple guys that do it exceptionally well because they can get that extra two inches of cool pavement up, up, up by the wall. So um, you're still going to see guys that, that can rip the wall really well and be better than others. Hamlin joined teammate Martin Truex Jr. as winners in the month of May so far. Truex has won twice at Darlington and says his team is looking for redemption after engine trouble ended his chances of winning the Southern 500 last September. Big challenge. It's a lot of fun. Um, you know, I love going there. I still still mad about you know the Southern 500 last year, leading late and having the engine issue. So little bit of redemption hopefully uh, it's been so good to us and uh, we've only been able to win there twice and feel like we should have won it seven or eight times you know over the years so just fun is a challenge you've got to race the racetrack but somehow with these cars find a way to get track position as well very very difficult to do kyle bush also fell out of the southern 500 late with mechanical trouble and bush says that darlington is always one of the tougher races on the schedule because of the constant changes it throws at both man and machine. Darlington's tough. I mean, it's it's one of the toughest tracks we have on our circuit. So there's a lot of things in that track that, um, you know, will make it tough on you just because of the way the, the track changes and the way the fall off of the tires are and the way the runs change and track position, all that sort of stuff. So, um, you know, Darlington is um, being 400 laps is, uh, is long enough anyways. Um, and, and to keep your right side clean during that 400 laps is about near impossible. So you just try to do the best you can. While this week's race will be 100 miles shorter than the Labor Day tradition, Christopher Bell says it can still be a challenge to get through the entire race without dealing with some damage to your race car. Yeah, it's Darlington's always hard, no matter what the race length is. The 400 miles is what we're doing next week, and it's still a super long race. It's very hard to make 400 miles around that place without damaging your car, and, and you know, you got to be there at the end if you want to win. So, man, I think I saw it's going to be in the 90s, so uh, physical fitness will come into it, and making sure that you're you're staying in tune and, and you know not making any mistakes. Another thing that now makes the spring race at Darlington unique is that it is now home to NASCAR's annual throwback weekend, where the majority of teams will honor legends of the past with special paint schemes. This year's throwback weekend will be even more special as the majority of the names on NASCAR's 75 greatest list will be present. 
Brad Kozlowski is one of the current drivers who made the list, and the 2012 champion says that all of the legends that will be in attendance makes it an even more prestigious weekend. Oh, 100%. That, that race is already a big race to win. It's Darlington. It's uh, a lot of history in our sport. I, I've won the fall race. I haven't won the spring race. So it would be nice to, to have both of those. And I always appreciate Darlington as a challenge, uh, regardless of the, the situations outside of the event, uh, with respect to how difficult a track it is just to navigate. And it's the reason why it's called the Lady in Black. She's, she's a tough girl. But uh, that said, I, I can just imagine, uh, I, don't, I assume there's going to be a tent or a building or a room where we're all going to get together and just the thought of that kind of gives me chills, so it's um, certainly an honor. For the second straight year, Harrison Burton will be honoring his father, Jeff, with his throwback scheme. This time, throwing back to Jeff's pink and black Exide battery scheme from the late 1990s. Even before the scheme was announced, the younger Burton was looking forward to getting back to Darlington because this race last year is where he felt things were starting to click for him as a Cup Series driver. The first Darlington race, I, f I felt like that's when I, my gears kind of started to turn and ran pretty decent. You know, if I think I finished 13th or 14th, you know, not nothing spectacular, but it was a good, decent race. And I, I started to kind of understand what made that race good and, and what we were looking for. And then kind of pushed on to the next few races and, and felt like started to improve after that. So that was one where Darlington's my favorite racetrack in general. And, and so I, I felt like I can focus more on the car at a place that I know like Darlington well or, or a short track like Richmond or you know places I've been a lot before it's where I could just focus on the car and not learning the racetrack as much and I don't know I think Darlington was probably the first one that that seemed to click for me so which of the blast from the past paint schemes will ultimately tame the track too tough to tame we'll find out on Sunday afternoon when MRN's coverage of the Goodyear 400 begins at 2 p.m. Eastern time That Darlington preview is brought to you by Whelan Engineering. Whelan Engineering, a global leader in the emergency warning industry, has been manufacturing in America for over 70 years. We never left, and we're here to stay. Coming up, we remember some of the greatest moments at North Wilkesboro. This is NASCAR Live. Now, back to Mike Bagley. We're about to button up this week's NASCAR Live. Before we do, next weekend, the NASCAR World will return to North Wilkesboro Speedway for All-Star Weekend. Before we arrive up Highway 421 in North Carolina, let's get a quick snippet of some of the greatest moments to occur at North Wilkesboro. It seems that any memorable rock band from the 1980s or 90s has a greatest hits album. And most of the songs stir feelings of nostalgia. For NASCAR fans, when it comes to nostalgia, North Wilkesboro Speedway is no different. And while North Wilkesboro's history stretches all the way back to the late 1940s, for this two-disc set, we focus on the era when we here at the Motor Racing Network had the privilege of broadcasting races from the Wilkes County, North Carolina landmark from 1984 to 1996. First up, the fall of 1988 and the Holly Farms 400. That race showcased what made North Wilkesboro the quintessential short track, as Rusty Wallace and Jeff Bodine engaged in close quarters racing, with Wallace coming out on top in the closing laps. Rusty's car comes off the corner, wigging and wagging just a bit as the white flag flies. One more lap around as Jeff Bodine is right in behind Rusty Wallace. Wallace's car nearly spins. Bodine has the opening to the inside. It's a battle in the backstretch. Side by side, the edge, though, to Bodine as they come into turn number three. Bodine has the lead. Now he goes sideways. Tapped by Rusty. 
Rusty Wallace there side by side. I tell you what, we saw it at Bristol. When it breaks out, it's an epidemic. Elliott comes off the corner, totally hung out, wheels smoking on that car, checkered flag is out. Rusty Wallace will win the Holly Farms 400. What happened over in, in turn two when you got underneath Rusty? Did he did he spin in front of you? Well, he, you know, he was uh, protecting his lane, and he went in the corner, got a little sideways, and I bumped him, and that got him more sideways and allowed me to slip back underneath him. Uh, going into three, I'm not sure what happened. Uh, I thought I had to think one, and just going in there real nice and easy and low, next thing I was sideways. So uh, and I think I ended up third. <laughs> That's the bad part about it. It was a tight last lap. There's no doubt about that. You know, uh, uh, Jeff ran a super race, and so did uh, Darrell Waltrip and Jeff O'Dine. And I tell you, Ricky Rudd really had a good car. But uh, we brought the Kodiak Pontiac home number one. You know, that's what it's all about in this Winston Cup chase. And uh, uh, that's a close race, a little closer than I like. But, you know, you got to get the job done. You can hear the full feature tomorrow on NASCAR Live Wide Open. I'd like to thank Mario Andretti for joining us on the show today. I'm Mike Bagley. For the rest of the MRN crew, we thank you for joining us as well. Can't wait to visit with you from Darlington Raceway this weekend. Hope you're part of the broadcast. Until we speak again, so long, everybody. NASCAR Live is a production of the Motor Racing Network with studios in Concord, North Carolina, and was brought to you by Toyota. For the latest Toyota racing information, visit toyotaracing.com. Today's broadcast was produced by Trey Downey, Pat Jaggers, and Julian Council. The executive producer for MRN is Ryan Horn. Remember to visit MRN.com for all of the latest news and information. NASCAR Live is produced under an exclusive license with NASCAR. Any use of the accounts and descriptions contained in this broadcast must be with the express written permission of NASCAR and the Motor Racing Network.